All right. I'll activate this here. You guys ready to go for episode 111 of the Freelancer Codex podcast? Because I think I'm ready to go for episode 111 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Let's do it. So I've been wanting to talk to you about this, talk to you about this for a while. Okay. You want me to start because, first? Or... Because, because the number is actually 111. What I say? 111. What did I've you say? I've both ways. 111. What did I say? A hundred, a hundred, and eleven. I said 811. Yeah, it's 111. So you've been meaning to talk to me about this for a long time, or is this something that... Every, every time we record something, when you're like, 101. Like, it's not 101, it's 101. No, I mean... You take a hundred and there's a one. So you have a one hundreds place value and then you have a one. Put those together. Those two things are but, if I have two but of in, them. But English. in math but in math, if you say and and then a number, and represents a decimal point. No, it doesn't. It does. Look no. It up. Because I'm, if I were to say, me. look, I have um one dollar and fifty. It's like what I would say. That, I have one dollar fifty cents. See, that isn't, or I have one point five. But we're not, but we're not a, a lot of people walk around and matters. say I have one point five in my pocket. A lot of people say that. You're right. I was wrong. A lot of people right. say I have one in fifty in my pocket. Is that one in fifty in you in your pocket, or are you just happy to I, see me? So, so you when I said decimal, you immediately went to money. Yeah. Which which is okay because money has decimals. That is correct. But but, but this has more like like, like stop saying a hundred and just no, say one. I'm gonna keep That's saying all. what I've That's been saying, saying for a hundred and eleven episodes. Oh my gosh! Because oh that's, my gosh! So so you want me to say we're on episode one hundred eleven? One hundred eleven, yeah, one hundred eleven. Welcome 100... to episode. 111. I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you in the foot. <laughs> oh, boy. The weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Steven, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find JD, us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to FreelancerCodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 111, or 111, <laughs> of the oh, longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, along with two of my co-hosts today, Mike and JD. JD is here if you are watching live on Mixer or on YouTube um, with a bunch of the other freelancers that are here with us. He is actually here. He's just buffering, or you can't see him, or whatever. Devin is actually not with us tonight because he decided he would rather go watch Star Wars. When I said, Devin, are you going to be here? You know, since we've been doing this for 100 and since we've been doing this for 111 weeks. See, that doesn't sound right either, Mike. So we've been doing this for 111 weeks, right? So when like, writing or reading a large number, begin at the left with the largest group and proceed to the right. Yeah. For instance, that. 7482 is read as 7,482. Yes, that's no how I and. Would do that. 
But if you were but on no, you, episode, you would probably you would probably say seven thousand four hundred and eighty-two. If I was counting like marbles, I would say there are seven thousand four hundred and eighty-two marbles. If I was saying this is episode seven thousand four hundred and eighty-two, <laughs> I would throw an "an" in there, just because. And sometimes you do that just to pad out your your word count. So. You know how writers do that? You'll never believe how this person reads these numbers. Anyway, Devin's not here because he's watching Star Wars. And he forgot that we record on Thursday, apparently. So that's what he's doing. There will be no Star Wars spoilers on this show. We'll just be arguing you, semantics. If if you accept Wikipedia, oh. 101 is pronounced uh. 101, 101, 101. So I was right. 101. Or... Uh. 101 in american english 135 in american english there are no rules no one gives it in in american english 135 is pronounced 135 100.35 would be pronounced 135 hundredths just saying. Thanks, Mike. I really Just appreciate saying. you. It's important to to not only are we educated, but to sound educated. And to we are fair, educated. To be here. fair, I, I say this as a certified English teacher. The English language is very dumb. We spell phonetic with a PH, and the I before E rule only applies to 64 words in the English language. And every other word with that condition, and there's like 160-something of them after that, that world does not apply to. It's a dumb language. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host... So first things first, um, <laughs> we actually have a giveaway that we're going to do on episode 111 of the podcast. We have... Actually, it's just right over here. Let me grab it. <sighs> so we purchased a nice set of... Headphones, this is from HyperX. It's the Cloud Revolver S headset that we are going to be giving away. All we had was we had a little Twitter giveaway. I think I really enjoy doing giveaways. It's kind of a fun way to give back to the community that supports us and kind of try to grow that community because there's a lot of people that like to win free stuff. So we are now going to do a Twitter draw for whoever retweeted and liked this tweet and then follows us and hopefully is in the United States so I don't have to pay a ton of shipping during the holiday season and we will get this out to them. So I'm going to do this magic button thing that I know how to do. I'm pretty sure we've done this many times, right? Mike, we know how to do this? Um, um, we, we have done this many times, but we also say 111. So How many times have we, we done this? Four times. All right, Mike, will you give us a drum roll, please? <laughs> and the winner of the HyperX Cloud Revolver S headset is Raven Hunter 06. Raven Hunter 06. So Raven Hunter and 06. Yay! Raven Hunter 06. Um, fan of and Destiny. 06. Fan of fishing, apparently, according to their Twitter profile. So we will get this out to them. Congratulations. And we'll probably do a couple more of these. I think we... I don't know. We'll decide on what the next giveaway is that we're going to do. So congratulations, and I hope you enjoy. This work. This headset works on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, works on all those things, so you should be able to use it and enjoy. All right, cool. So it's been 307 days since the launch of Anthem on Origin Access Premiere. It has been 300 days since it's gone to Xbox and PlayStation 4, and I think we are only 169 days until EA Play 2020, in which my guess is we will be seeing the anthem 
um, at EA Play. So that is kind of exciting. We've got a, you know half a year left to go till we see that. So that brings us to today. We are going to focus on Ice Tide, everything that we know about Ice Tide, everything that we've seen and experienced in Ice Tide, from the good and the bad. There's been a lot of stuff that has happened. Sorry, Mike, I'm too loud. You can just turn me down on Discord individually so you don't hear me so loud because I think all my other volumes are clear across the board. All right, so here we go. Ice what? Tide. Ice Tide launched um, with patch 1.6.0. So Ice Tide came in, and there's been a lot of changes that they brought in with that. So I thought we could talk about what new features they brought in, what are some of the changes that we think are very important. Of course, there are going to be changes, and there are going to be updates that you might the you the listener you other freelancers that are out there playing that are really important to you that we might glance over it's not because we don't think they're important it's because we just you know it's not something that we focus on specifically so we'll just get into it all right so new features that came with ice tide one with ice tide that launched so um there are seasonal themed strongholds so far we have seen two of them we have seen the heart of rage and we have seen the sunken cell so Heart of Rage, let's I guess we can just jump into the Heart of Rage right now and you know ask what you guys think of it, the updates that happened to the Heart of Rage, and we can even talk about the Sunken Cell as well, because this is the first thing. So for their update, they said each week a different featured seasonal stronghold will unlock for players, now including score leaderboards. If you're up to the challenge, compete with other freelancers for the highest score, visit the seasonal store to exchange your crystals for war chests, blah, blah, blah. So what do you guys think about the new seasonal strongholds? Mike, we'll go with you. Um, what do you think about um, what we got? I have played the um, Sunken Cell. I have not played Heart of Rage. Uh, I it's I like them. Um, I, I I hadn't played the Sunken Cell too much before um, before Ice Tide anyway. I um, and I went through it with with um, you and Zach the other night, and so that would have been actually only the second time, maybe the third time in total that I've done the Sunken Cell um, throughout the whole entirety of Anthem, and. And so that is a fun stronghold to run. Um, there's a lot of different mechanics and different. Um, oh, what's the word I want? Encounters that you have to to kind of face, but all kind of featuring um, a puzzle that kind of works in and of itself. It's neat that all the dynamics kind of work to unlock the things and unlock the stuff and get the orbs, boost the multiplier, that kind of stuff that we. That we got from Cataclysm, the way that the way that Anthem 1.0 is going to kind of probably wrap up. This is their their main mode of getting stuff done to get uh, crystals and things. So overall, it was enjoyable. It was fun. I did, however, um, get lost. Not like like my character get lost in the game, didn't know where to go, but just in the sequencing of events to do um, because I'd only run it three times. Um, it was kind of tough to keep up and see, you know, okay, we're doing this puzzle now and this puzzle reacts to this and this is how you activate that kind of stuff. Um, so that was kind of tough. I'm still, there's still a little bit of a fog around exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, so, so why do you think you have a run? Side? So what is it about the sunken cell that you don't like? I mean, you say it's fun encounters, but you haven't played I, it as much. Why? 
Because I haven't because I haven't played um, uh, Strongholds much. Um, I, I when before we sorry before we got um, the Cataclysm, we were running some Strongholds. Sunken Cell wasn't out yet. We would run we would run the uh, the Swarm Tyrant. We would do the um, uh, the Temple of Scar, and we would run those. And then we would do um, Heart of Rage. And we would run those when we would play um, and do our runs. When Second Cell showed up, we played it first couple. It must have been one or two times, I think, if I can remember right. But then after that, it seems like either Cataclysm hit soon after that um, or Cataclysm PTS hit. And so a lot of time was spent doing that. Versus doing the strongholds, and it's not that I don't like the sunken cell. I think as far as the strongholds go, it's probably one of the more enjoyable ones for me because it's fresh. Um, I just I just haven't done it by virtue of not playing the game as much as as in the past. I'm doing the PTS for the cataclysm, um, doing the the PTS for um, for ice tide. You know, so so it's not that I don't like it. I just I just haven't done it much. Right. So I actually I actually enjoy it. I like I like the way it looks. I like the flying puzzles that are in there. I like I like the new things that are there. The boss fight is a little, you know, generic boss fight. Here's a larger version of something that you've that you've fought before, but it's not terrible. I enjoy it. So I think one of the so ice so Sunken Cell released forty days before the Cataclysm PTS started, so that's probably what you're thinking, but I think that I think the biggest thing why the Sunken Cell isn't as popular as something like the Heart of Rage is because the Sunken Cell takes much longer to run in comparison to the Heart of Rage. Heart of Rage is a very quick stronghold, especially if you're trying to grind um, for gear and grind for chests. It's right. much faster just to do the Heart of Rage. It's very straightforward. It's very linear. There are not big puzzles in the Heart of Rage that take time to complete. Um, and, and the puzzles in Sunken Cell aren't that difficult to do. There's just more of them. You have to line up the little pads, get all the symbols. You have to push down the pylons. And there's just a lot of flying around in those areas. And so I think that's probably why the other strongholds aren't run, run as much. It would be very interesting to see what the numbers are that Bioware has um, comparing how many runs freelancers have done of each stronghold. Of each stronghold. Because I'm going to guess the um, Heart of Rage outpaces those by quite a bit especially because you get more rep running hard of rage just for the just by virtue of a bit faster and more loot drops is that what you're basing it on yeah i mean you do because because as far as that goes well yeah but but i mean there's also the enjoyability factor and i don't enjoy harder rage as much as i enjoy um temple of scar um swarm tyrant and even sunken cell yeah i i mean swarm tyrant Swarm Time, we, we've run a lot because that's the one we had during the beta, and that was a lot of fun. Also, you have to stand on the plate for a really long time, and that kind of slows you down. But I think I think Heart of, Rage is, Heart of Rage is just faster, so you can optimize your time more. So that's probably why. Um, JD, what did you think about the updates to the two strongholds that we've seen so far? Uh, so, unfortunately, while I did have time to login and event i didn't have a uh, much time to actually properly uh check out the strongholds um that being said um 
kind of in the boat of like Heart of Rage is my least favorite stronghold, but Sunken Cell is probably tied for my favorite stronghold with Tyrant Mine. And that should tell you something about Tyrant Mine, because like you said, we've been running it since the beta, and I still enjoy it uh, quite a bit. So um, if the the visual changes are any indication, I, I'm, I'm sure it's great. I have no idea what has changed gameplay-wise. I do hope the Heart of Rage have been a little bit will have been reworked to the point where the heart of rage is a little bit more enjoyable because yeah you're right like uh, that is the one to probably run because has the most drops it has uh it's you can run through it probably the fastest uh and it does give i think a steady amount of reputation gain to each faction um but it just it's just not as fun as sunken cell so I'm, i'm hoping that I mean, I guess you guys will have to tell me if uh, the new version of Heart of Rage is any fun. But um, so, as far as the Heart of Rage, I'm sure I'll goes, play for myself probably in the next few days. Um, yeah, as, as far as the changes to the Heart of Rage, um, we can go over them really quick. So really, there there are no new areas that are open. There's no new enemies. All the enemies are the same. All the areas are the same. The puzzles are basically the same. They just added a couple extra things that you have to do in order to increase your multiplier. For instance, there are now four little plush decoys that look like creatures from bastion they're like little dolls that someone knitted together there's four of them hidden around the entire stronghold that if you kill all if you kill all four of them then it spawns the golden gravit at the end and you get extra points that way because again they're using points to encourage you to do other things and optimize so there's the four plush dolls all over that you can fight and the heart of rate specifically there are strings of um no strings of street lights strings even stoplights yeah uh what are they called um they're notes they're the notes that we notes. had in the cataclysm they put them in a row and if you get the blue one it'll change the next one to blue and as you get to the end of those you get more points and then there's golden orbs there's golden notes all over that if you find the golden nodes then that increases your multiplier by one then if you do the little puzzles at the main three encounters during the Heart of Rage, it's going to spawn a Valkyrie. And if you kill that Valkyrie, you're going to get an extra point. So there, it's not drastically changing anything visually. Because really, I mean, you can't really put snow in... Um... Yeah, Cole, I know you're joking. You're a geek, though. Um, you can't visually put snow in the Heart of Rage because there's lava everywhere. So I don't know... How you well, you could. It just melts. I mean... it, it would melt, but I mean, um, to me, it I, it doesn't feel like they had a lot of time to put these out because when we look at the Stronghold or even the events that we got with Season of Skulls or the with the Season of Skulls, there were updates like to the encounter with the Tyrant Mine. And there's no real visual updates other than, like, Free Play Bastion got a huge update, so we'll talk about that in a bit. But the Strongholds didn't get visual updates, which I thought was kind of weird. I mean, they don't necessarily need them. They got all the little puzzles that you can go and you can chase and you get more points if that's what you want to do. I mean, there there was a serious bug in the Heart of Rage Cataclysm where you could jump over a wall and you can get a note. And that kind of, you know, in order to get the high score of 15 million, you had to do that. So that was kind of bugged. Um, 
But, I mean, they, they didn't do a lot inside there. I think they did what they could with the time that they had, I guess is the feeling that I get, which is fine. It makes it different. It makes it new. We're only going to have this for six weeks. Um, and it's kind of fun to go in there um, with a group of people and go after those, right? So those are, so those are the strongholds. In the sunken cell, they have a couple. They didn't do anything visually. It's still the same stuff. They do have the plushies that are hidden around. They have like a Sudoku puzzle <clears> hidden <throat> in there that you can complete to get an extra bonus. And then you go and then you fight the um, the Fathom Deep, whatever the um, Fury's name whatever is, the and that's boss's it. name. So. Like I and I thought when we first heard about leaderboards that I would be more excited about leaderboards, but at the end of the day, I just I'm, I guess I'm not excited about the leaderboards just because I don't play enough to try to hit those, you know, to optimize everything for those. So, I mean, congratulations right. to the people that are going to hit those. Like, you know, if it brings some people joy, then hey, I'm all for it. So, not huge mm-hmm. visual updates. It's still the same stronghold. This what they did this time though that I really appreciate is the timer that you do have, it's not an oppressive timer. Like Cataclysm had Did a pretty... You say, opp- you say oppressive or impressive? It's not an oppressive timer. It's not oppressive. You don't oh, feel okay. like you're you know, constantly going to die or constantly going to lose out because of the timer. The timer is generous. It gives you plenty of time to not feel like you have to rush through encounters. You can kind of go through them. You can complete them. And you don't have to worry about that timer. So that I actually like about it. So I'm glad that they adjusted the timer as compared to the Cataclysm or you know, to being able to shoot the orb because you weren't in the bubble and you were going to die all the time. So I'm glad that's gone. I'm glad they didn't stick with that because that would have been really frustrating. All right. Other things right. that they added into Ice Tide. So this is something I think a lot of people are excited about and a lot of people are not excited about. It's the free play time trials. So they say, have you ever wanted to put your javelin flight and navigation skills to the test? If you have mastered flight like myself, you don't really need to feel tested because you've already mastered it. It says join free play and race through eight time trials that can be found in Bastion. Try to beat our gold times. Um, So the time trials, this was a really fun, easy idea that they could have implemented. I actually like the way they did it. I think there's a couple things that they could adjust to make it a little bit more fun. But overall, I think the free play time trials, I think they did a really good job putting something new into the game. And I hope that it sticks around because this doesn't seem like something that would be too difficult that you need to turn off yeah, yeah you, you don't need to on. turn it off and you know every couple months every couple weeks or whatever you just add a new path you add a new time trial you you know you update it with moving things around having a new path that goes under the water this time it goes to this enemy camp there are things that you can do to make this new and interesting without taking it away so hopefully they take that feedback because that's been some of the major feedback that we've seen on the EA forums is, hey, don't take this away for, from us because we like it. Right. So for the time trials, these are, you know, and I am kind of surprised that there's not a leaderboard for these because this seems like it would be something that would make a lot of sense to have a leaderboard on the time trials and then you could kind of track hey this is how i'm doing this is the top score you know i'm three hundredth of a second off this is where i need to optimize my flight plan these are the things i need to do to get there so it would be kind of cool to see a major leaderboard for all of these for all eight of them um yeah so, that could be cool i mean I, I don't know why you wouldn't you do a leaderboard in everything in all the other events you could do it here so one thing however that people do not like is a lot of people are complaining that the gold times are set way too fast that they're not able to make it 
people are struggling with the Colossus and they're not able to complete these gold times, right? Um, well, you, you got a master flight. Like, that's the whole point. There's actually a really good guide over on the EA forums. I forget who posted it. Um, I did a tweet on it. So if you want to go look at our Twitter, our tweeter, you can go and find that. Because they, they have really Check good advice tweeter. on how to do that. And they did it with the Interceptor, Storm Ranger, and the Colossus. You know, you can put inscriptions or the sigils. You can craft sigils that help with flight time. You don't have to... And there are little orbs that are scattered around the um, paths that they kind of look like lanterns with like um, energy coming off of them. If you go through one of those, those will cool your jets instantly, and it'll give you an ah. extended period of time to cool your jets. You don't have cool to your fly, jets. Yeah, you don't have to fly through the center of the ring. I think that's something that we tend to do automatically. It's like, hey, I have to fly through the center of this thing. If you just clip it, it'll activate, and then you can start on your next path. So there's a lot of things that you can do if you are an interceptor and you've mastered the whole melee, cancel, double dash, triple backflip with a hamstring, like. Those are those are things that you can do that can help you optimize your time. So it's not impossible to get gold on all of these. It takes time. Um, the biggest advice that they have given is run it on easy so that the enemies don't really do damage to you at all. Plus, there has been issues with tracking a lot of challenges in Ice Tide. And they say that if you run these on easy, they track on easy. But if you run them on other difficulties, you, there's a... There's a chance that they will not track, and those will be bugged, and that will not be a lot of fun. So I'm enjoying the time trials. I want to see them continue. I want to see them iterate on it. That would be a lot of fun. Um, so hopefully Word. they continue to do that. There's also a new legendary world event. Um, it's uh, Ice Tide Coolant Harvesting. There's also some great feedback on this. On this, there are four snow globes scattered around Bastion, all the corners of Bastion, and it's really cold inside of there. And we are trying to harvest some coolant from some plants that I guess we need. And this is a great time to do it during this event. The one thing about this, all, all you really have to do is you go to these plants, you pick up a canister, and you have to run it back to this little robot that you stick the thing into the robot, and it does its thing, and then you're done. So you did this, I think, uh, five times, if I'm not mistaken. So you get the coolant five times, then you shoot a bunch of um, outlaws, and then it's done. While you were holding the coolant canister, you cannot double jump, you cannot hover, you cannot fly, and you move super slow. And you only have about 20 seconds from when they tell you to go get it to put it in the thing until it disappears and you have to start over. So this has been frustrating a lot of people because sometimes it spawns in a certain place. And if you're doing it on a higher difficulty, um, it's very frustrating because you have wyverns and you have brutes spawning in and it can be kind of a pain. Um, I think they should probably adjust the time on how long it takes to get these things back. I don't know why it's so short. Um, but it's just causing more frustration than people, you know, actually being excited about doing the event, I think. There are right. a ton of outlaws that spawn. It just seems like there's wave after wave after wave after wave. Um, Alaska and I were running this after we played the Strongholds. And even on, like, we were just messing around on GM2 looking for wreaths and grinding these out for our challenges. And these waves just would keep coming and coming and coming. And they just didn't seem like they would ever stop. So... That's something that they could probably adjust. However, there is a challenge in Ice Tide where you need to kill outlaws during this event. So having more of them is good, but I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe it's fine. You gotta, you gotta strike that balance. I, I think what it is is like if you're going in solo, like it's it's pretty tough going in solo. You know, G three. Right. 
you know, to try and get this done, especially as a storm that has no armor and, you know, is just terrible. So, you know, going with a group of people, it'll make it go really fast. Hopefully everyone will know that, hey, the challenge is open. And there's not really good communication that the challenge is open other than the icon on the map. Because every time yeah. I've gone into one of these challenges, it doesn't seem like people are going there. Because I know there's four people in the free play session. But I'm the only one going there. But it's like, this is to complete the challenge, so we should get people over there. So it's a pretty fun challenge. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, they can do a couple tweaks to it to make it a little bit more player-friendly. And, yeah, so keep adding more. Well, and then just, and just market it a little bit more. Sounds like, um, I'm th- you know, callers like at Carnival saying, hey, come check this out. So maybe a, a shinier icon maybe on the map. Maybe something in, in the fort saying, is there is there a vendor tied to it? Like a... You know, someone kind of a, a barker, kind of like, "Hey, make sure you go. You know, do your do your time trials. Get such and such prize." No, from it. there there actually isn't anything like that. Um, I mean, you can go and you can see your challenges. You can see your you can see your dailies and stuff. Right. But uh, other than that, yeah, there's no there's nothing saying, "Hey, come over here and talk to me," and you can go out there. I mean, Herschel talks to you about Ice Tide. Um, yeah. So, so there's that, but there's nothing like, hey, I need to take these and give them to this person, and they update me on my progress, right? I mean, and, right. and we, we haven't ever had anything like that in Anthem anyway, so, I mean, that would be something that, you know, in the future, if they are planning to do a seasonal events in 2.0, there probably should be seasonal-specific vendors, right? There should be yeah, people and, and, where we get and it get seems lore. like just a simple, seems just like a simple way to, a way to do it. Yeah. JD, so. sounds like we're having some Discord issues. Hopefully, they will kick back on here. So, uh oh, poor guy. Um, so there also have been a lot of new challenges. So we have new challenges in to where we can earn more cosmetic armor. This time, it's not as oppressive as you know the Indomitable challenge and the amount of people you had to kill and the amount of times you had to run the Cataclysm to get that. So luckily, this is better. <laughs> however, How close are you to getting it? However, they're all bugged currently. And oh, of course they are. So you have to collect a hundred Reese out in free play, which is not a big deal. You can print off a map. There's a lot of maps on Reddit. You can go print off. Are you, you saying? Can... Are you saying reef or wreath? I I don't know what it is with you today and like my speech patterns. That's like throwing you off. I, I said just reef. I can't. What did you say? Oh, like a wreath, like like a Christmas wreath. I thought you were saying reef, like the Great Barrier. It's like just a reef. What yeah, like a reef. I don't know what you were saying. Like, like, don't focus on it. Just, just let's keep moving. Huh? Yeah, I don't worry about it. Just Wait, don't worry about what? it. Yeah. So there are 100 Christmas wreaths um, scattered across free play. There's 10 in each area, and then you can go nice. and you can collect them. You get lore bits from them, and you need to collect 100 of them. Currently, some of them are bugged, and uh. and this this sucks because I don't. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. So it's better if you just do. So Bioware tried to push a fix in order to correct the mistake. But when they did that, it wiped some progress. I know Alaska got about 26 hours of progress wiped from completing his challenge. And they don't really have a fix for that. So I don't know if they're going to be able to revert all the progress that people had. Like, Luckily, my progress did not get changed i still have all the progress that i had for some reason people are but gonna a, hate you but a lot of people got their stuff reset like i know a scout he had 
two bugs in two areas and all that stuff got reset and now it's like you have to do it again because i mean it it is a lot of grinding i mean to lose 26 hours of progress on this like that sucks like i yeah, it I, does. I don't know what they do about it let me read the full tweet here um because i have it written down okay so this is from Caden, our new um cm for for anthem it says hello everyone just wanted to drop an update on some changes that we made today for ice tide Earlier today, we pushed a change that was intended to fix an issue with the tracking for the bonus objectives and targets destroyed. And these are the bonus objectives and targets in the, in the uh, strongholds um, in the eyesight challenges. Essentially, there was an issue with the data um, that affected the tracking, and today's change was intended to correct that to show your progress. Let's see. Let me move this over. This is really lengthy. Sorry. <laughs> My, uh, it happens. My uh, cell was extended way too long. However, this change had some unintended side effects on the live servers that changed objective progress for some of you. To fix this, we will be disabling the challenge and resetting it to put players back in a state where they can earn progress again. You'll see the challenge temporarily changed to be listed as three question marks. This should be happening soon. We know it doesn't feel good that your progress wasn't counted and we want to reward you for the progress you should have had, as well as give you the actual chance to still earn the Ice Tide Challenge. We apologize if this confused or frustrated some of you. As soon as we have any additional updates, they will be edited into this post to keep you all updated. So that hurts. I mean... Yeah, it do. Like, I... I know Bioware didn't do this on purpose, and I know it probably hurts them a ton to like have to make a post like this to say, "Man, we're really sorry. We know you, the people that have stuck with us, have been putting a lot of time into this, and all your progress got reset." Right? Right. I don't, I don't know like what the right answer to fix that is. Is it just to be like, uh, "Sorry, do it again." Sorry, here's a vinyl. Sorry, here's a decal. Sorry, here's a you know sixty sixty one thousand well, but... coins. But maybe maybe that's what you do. You just kind of give them give people rewards in everything. You know what I mean? The 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 thing that you that needs to happen is a they need to acknowledge that that this is this is going to be a point for some people. Like well, for not some people, most people, and they they got to say, look, we we goofed. We're sorry we goofed. Um, I mean I mean this is going to be tough for people to swallow. Well, I mean, luckily for you, you didn't get your progress reset, but but put your shoes in the in the put your feet in the shoes of someone who did. Like, what? How do you react? What would you do? Um, I would throw up my hands and be like, "All right, I guess I'm done," <laughs> because it, like I I haven't put 26 hours into it. Like you know, Zach Zach put that much time in, and other people mm-hmm. have put that much time in. Like that's yeah. a punch to the gut to know that. It got reset. You're going to have to do it again. I mean, maybe they figure out a way to be like, all right, we're going to reset it to where like 50% of the progress is already done. You just have to complete this last, you know, 50% again. You know, I could see, hopefully they could do something like that. Um, I don't know if it's possible for them to do that. It sounds like there's, you know, some serious coding issues on the back end that are preventing something. Because usually you would think like something like this would be a pretty simple fix. But if if it doesn't sound like it's a pretty simple fix, if they're still right. trying to figure out how to do it. Um, what happened? I mean, yeah, I mean, that, it sucks. Like I, yeah, 
luckily I was I would have I have not been no lifing Anthem in order to get this done. I've been very slowly doing it because we still have like forty seven days to complete it. So I've been just whittling away a little bit at a time. But yeah, if I were yeah. to have, you know, put in the grind to get this done, to have it reset like that, yeah, that would definitely take a lot of the wind out of my sails, unfortunately. Yeah. So So hopefully they can fix that stuff. So they also added Word. a bunch of new Ice Tide Cortex entries, um, and there are more powerful drops in Grandmaster 3. So all legendary loot drops on GM3 now drop with plus 5 gear score. There, Again, there's a lot of people that are excited <laughs> about this, and there's a lot of people that are not excited about this. It's exciting that your right. number's going up. In looter shooters, what? your numbers are supposed to go up. That's the point of a looter shooter. Your number goes up, you dress up your digital doll. That's it. That's the point of the game. However... In Anthem, due to the inconsistency of inscriptions and trying to find builds, after spending that much time, you know, at 915 or whatever, finding build, finding inscriptions that complement your build, having to do that again across all, what is that, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 gear pieces that you now have to find again that are a plus 5 gear score with inscriptions that work for your build, a lot of people are not happy about that. Because there's no way to manipulate the gear score. We do, however, have a way to craft legendary items at that higher gear score. And in order to do that, you get um, new the new Tomb of Legionnaires offering. So new Guardians, new Guardians tokens. See, that's confusing me. I don't, I don't know why they use Guardians. Because that just immediately takes me over to Destiny, right? So we're not playing right. Destiny. So new Guardian tokens are granted through daily and weekly challenges. Freelancers can make offerings of a guardian token and additional crafting material within the tombs of the legionnaires to gain a random legendary item each tomb grants different items but all items have a plus five gear score so this is a way kind of to craft those i have not spent any of my tokens um i don't know if going up that high really makes that much of a difference if the difficulty isn't going to change so it's like I can hold on to these till the end or I can just spin them now. I don't feel like I want to try to put a build together because I remember how frustrating it was before to be like, all right, here's a legendary. Is it going to complement my build? No. And then you just get kind of get more frustrated. So I haven't really touched yeah. this and I haven't felt the need to touch this. I mean, do you guys feel the need to keep chasing that plus five to get all the way to the top um, gear score or does it even matter to you guys? I'm going to guess it doesn't matter to you guys. That's my guess. Currently, I am working on getting to legendary status um, because I'm not I'm not there yet. I still have. <coughs> Ooh, pardon me. I apologize. I still have um, one um, component that is masterwork, and so that's that's what I'm chasing currently. I mean, I'll take I'll take whatever legendary piece I have, regardless of score, um, to help get me up there. But but I'm not chasing the high stuff yet. Once I get to that status, I'll start working on finding you know, the gun that I want, uh, try to make it specific for the, for the look and the feel that I want to play with. But, um, it, it doesn't, I mean, I mean, increasing the score is, is what you're supposed to do when, when new stuff happens. So it's just part of playing. I don't, I don't think I'm chasing it very much. And I think that has to do a lot with there isn't, and we've said this before, there isn't, um, personality in the weapons and things. And so, at this point, it's just a number that I'm not too concerned about right now. So, right, and it, it's kind and of I, a long answer for your question, but no, I mean, I think that's a common answer, and I think that's one of the things that people kind of look at this. And some people are like, "Cool, my number's going up," and other people are like, 
you know, I spent all this time getting this gear trying to fight for these inscriptions. I don't want to do that again. Because really, currently, right. at, because the difficulty isn't changing, you don't need to go up in order to compete at GM3. I mean, maybe you do to get those higher scores in the later boards, but I don't know how many people are actually chasing after that. I don't know how many people are constantly saying, all right, I got to get better items so that I can get a better score on the leaderboard if all the they're going to do is put your name in the weekly cortex. Um, so I don't know if that's, you know, it's definitely not an incentive for me to get in there and try to, you know, get to the top of the leaderboard. So, I mean, right. I'm glad that there's a way, I guess, to get rid of your materials because we've been asking for a way to do that. For I the longest time. I don't know if putting it behind a daily token is the right way to do that because then... If we get a daily token, we get seven tokens and a weekly token. We get eight tokens a week. So I think I think we talked about this before. Where I I like don't I don't like it when games introduce another currency. Here's another thing you need to to turn into. You know you need to collect these and turn them in for X prize. I it's too complicated, and we I think. I think we talked about this during the cataclysm. You know, we were already collecting gold and now we're collecting crystals and now we're collecting tokens. Like like See and I like actually just, just pick a currency and, and stick with it. I and I think don't mind you, that. Well I know you don't, it's because you're weird. That's but cool. which is fine. Like reef. I mean yeah, it, it, it's I just I don't know. It's just it's just another and maybe that's what it is. It's I think it's just another thing that that um it's kind of like a pseudo addition to a game you know it's like hey we're adding this to the game to make it new and fresh but like like really are you it's it's just another currency that we have to collect and we have to grind for you know and that's that's a staple in in looter shooters and so maybe 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 my feeling really is that the whole system is broken and there could be a better way i don't know maybe and, maybe and, i'm just no rambling. And, and you're right i mean there is a better way right jd i mean i mean we you've jd have talked about the crafting system before i mean is this is this a start to the crafting system that you want to see or is this just like a stopgap until 2.0 so i mean again I, I to echo just a portion of mike's point like just the fact that they add the daily tokens into the mix is one step too many um, the whole thing is that, like, I, I don't know if people have heard of this rule. Uh, I know that a lot of uh, it's something that you hear all the time um, around where I'm from, which is there's the KISS rule, and it's K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, it, the adding, adding, like, yeah, you gave us a way to spend uh, our extra materials. That's something we've been requesting for a while, putting it behind that. No, I... Uh, I, I, I don't think that's <laughs> that's the way to do it. Um, I, I I know that um, it, it is a it could be considered a step in the right direction because it's progress um, in any form. But like I think they need to get rid of the daily tokens or rework how uh, like maybe not make them daily. Maybe make them like earned or something. I. <sighs> Maybe uh, all I all I know is that um, the 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 jump from like the plus five gear score, um, the whole thing is that while I'm glad everything is being brought up to the same level now, um, the whole thing is that it, 
the Cataclysm uh, guns brought up, well, fixed an issue uh, for me where all the guns introduced so far just felt like filler. Uh, they just felt like the thing that you're doing in between um, using your abilities. And I get maybe that's what they were supposed to be, but the Cataclysm weapons felt like a proper extension of some of the cool stuff that your javelin could do. Um, I forget which type of weapon it was, but you could have that like purple spinning like energy disc that kind of like went through a fight that was a really cool visual. You had, you know, you had uh, like lightning flowing forth like Palpatine. Like it's, there are some more interesting things that they could be doing and um Raising it up to 80 doesn't fix the superiority problem with the Cataclysm weapons versus the vanilla weapons. So Yeah, and it's interesting that they... Because really all they would have had to do in order to put legendary crafting into the game was like just add that tier to the crafting table, which makes me wonder if they are unable to do that. Because really all the legendary tokens do is slow you down from craft, crafting them, from crafting the legendaries. Yeah. Like saying, okay, so you're only going to be able to get 48 tokens. You know, if you do all the dailies and you do the weekly and you get all these, you'll get 48 of them through the six weeks. So it's like, to me, it's like, you know, can they even put it in the crafting system? Or is there something in the code that's completely preventing them from putting legendaries into the crafting system? Because if they want us to get rid of all of our materials or, you know, if we need a reason to go grind materials again, they would just let us, you know, make a dump. And this isn't a big enough dump if that's the amount that you're that you're doing. So, hey, Umbrella yeah. Ops, glad to have you in chat. No problem. Interesting thought. So, I mean, I, I don't know why, because really they didn't need to create a place to go to dump your materials, because we already have a place to do that in the Forge, unless for some reason you can't do it there. Anyway, that's just all speculation and conspiracy. So we're getting... To, new- dump, to dump materials? Yeah, because I mean, in any in any game, you create an economy, right? With the materials, the gold, everything that you earn, there's an economy. Currently, right. we have a surplus of materials on every character, and we have nowhere to put them, right? So there's right. no so there's no demand because supply is so high. So if they right. create a material dump for items, oh, I, I understand. I understood what you were saying. I was, I was, I was working through my head where that material dump was. Um, because so, I heard your question as prior to Ice Tide. No. But you were post-Ice Tide where we do have a place to put that. Right-ish. So. So, so, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. So, in order to create, you know, they've got they've got to figure something out. And right now, it's like, well, it's I still, like... Well, and you know what? And the silver lining to that is is they're they're looking for the right way to do it. And, you're right. um, and if they're still looking at it, if they're still looking at it and saying, no, this this really isn't the way, this this doesn't represent um, the grind that everybody went through and, and the and the work to get these materials, and they're working on it. So so you know, keep working on it, fellas and 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 ladies, and don't and don't quit just because we have a few you know questions or whatever. You know, what I mean, just and and not that they are quitting. I mean, obviously, but no. And, and I think no, everything they're still working. All the suggestions that we have for all of this stuff and all the questions, like, should be communicated in a way that, like, all the feedback should go directly to 2.0 because we know that right. you know all this stuff that we're asking to be implemented is probably not going to happen in the anthem that we currently have. 
We don't know how right. many more events that there are going to be until 2.0, until if they even have a PTS for 2.0. We don't know how, right. we don't know what we're getting for next year in 2024. Yeah, Anthem. we don't we don't know what Anthem's going to look like. It could be it could be completely different. I mean, it, well, yeah. it, it could it, be completely the same for the rest of the year also. Um you mean meaning 2.0 or meaning meaning No, so uh, I mean for the, whatever for, whatever one point iterations we have. Yeah, for whatever we don't know if we're getting 1.7, right? Because we're on 1.6.1 right now. We don't know if we're getting right. 1.7. We don't know anything about 2020 for Anthem other than they're working on 2.0. And we assume that it's got a release because I can't, I can't imagine that it would release in 2021. That's a really long time to have nothing right. for Anthem 1.0. So I don't know. That'll be really interesting. So they do have some Word. new short stories that they put out along with Ice Tide. One just dropped today. The name of that one is, I believe, let's see, it is called, what's it called? It's called The Song of Ice Tide, and this one actually features Faye. So head on over there, read that. Um, I'll probably do a recording and try to do a voiceover for that one. I missed the last nice. couple of them. Um, hey, Phaedrin, what's going on? Glad to have you in chat. Um, hey. Phaedrin has also been grinding like a mad person in Anthem. Like, I don't know if, like, Phaedrin just, like, stays up with the newborn and plays Anthem, and that's how he lulls the newborn to sleep. Phaedron, did you get any of your reset, any of your progress reset for your Ice Tide stuff? Um, Ice Tide? Yeah. So, new stories. Um, I enjoy the world of Bastion, so hopefully they have more. Um, all right, so bug fixes and improvement. I'll just read through this real quick since we're going on almost to time up on um, episode 111. So, bug fixes and improvements. They fix various crashes to improve stabilization, um, fix various textures and lighting scenarios, fix various collisions issues, and allow players to access unintended areas. See, this is why we don't read all these, because some of these are just boring. So they changed a couple things. They changed um, tutorials for the self-respawn feature. Currently, you can also respawn next to someone instead of going to the um, nearest strider. You can actually be near one of your teammates which is like a huge improvement if you're playing like gm3 and you go down and you end up on the right. other side of the map like this is a huge thing also they increase the time to craft sigils that's also a big bonus that is um probably like 400 times faster than it used to be so that's pretty huge one of the big things that did change like jd was talking about the weapons from the cataclysm and we had the rainmaker which was a super fun gun to use because it was quite overpowered and everyone likes using overpowered things so they fixed an issue causing rainmaker to fire more projectiles than intended this was really good for the rangers because i believe anytime the rangers hit with a weapon they got charged to their ultimates so rangers were getting ultimate charges like they were going out of style um, mm -hmm. So the dev note here was the bug was causing a large imbalance in weapon selection among players due to it essentially being almost 200% stronger than intended. This fix puts it back in line with its expected damage output. The Rainmaker should still be a viable weapon and the fix shouldn't disrupt any current playstyles and hopefully makes other weapons more viable choices. So this is the big debate in PvE games that we have always had, right? Why are you nerfing the gun that I have fun with if it's just PvE? Why not bring all the other weapons up to that same power level so that we can just have fun um, in the game? Umbrella, right. Devin, Devin's out watching Star Wars, so that's why he's not here. So I wanted to get your guys' take on this, because then I'll give you my take. Would you rather them nerf Rainmaker to make it level with all the guns, or do you want... 
would you rather them raise up the power level of all the other guns to the level of Rainmaker? I think everything needs to get a boost across. Uh, or do I think that? I, mean, I don't know. That's why I asked. I don't know. Um, I I don't like the idea of of stuff being nerfed, I think. I don't know. I don't know what I think. JD, what do you think? Sorry, I don't know what I think. No, it's fine if you don't know what you think because this, you know, it's not an easy answer. Because when you, like, you can imagine being a developer trying to figure out what the best thing to do would be. Because really, work-wise, it's easier to nerf one weapon than to increase the power level of every other weapon, right? And make sure you don't break something in turn. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that that's the easier way to do it. I I think perception also plays a a role here because if the weapon is you know so powerful to the uh, to the extent that like it, well, I mean, it makes it less fun for other players who don't like using that weapon either because of you know. Well, any kind of personal reason, like maybe they just don't prefer that the the rate of fire or how it looks or whichever you know reasons. Um, like if it's that case, then like maybe nerf it. But if people if people are like really enjoying how powerful it is, then yeah, like strengthen the other guns, like get a, make make them just as fun. Like uh, one one of the things that I keep thinking about, like just from a visual perspective for. Um, the other guns um, is like just doing something to change the visuals on the guns. Um, like, do, do they have to go back and rework every design of every gun? Maybe not. Um, but I do know that, like, we talked about in our earlier episode, like our really early episodes of the podcast, of like even having the ability to like change the color of like um what we're firing from our gun and having that kind of be like you know a signifier of who's doing what uh in a firefight in your squad and i still like that idea i feel like just making what the guns fire uh would make it visually and visually more interesting and help compete with the cataclysm guns but yeah yeah and i think that's probably something that they'll have to change for 2.0 because like, like currently, my my thoughts are it's really hard to balance for this kind of stuff. It, I'm glad it's not a PvP game currently because then balancing would be exponentially harder to do, especially with the four different javelins. Um, it's probably easier just to nerf one gun than to increase the power level of everything else. I mean, that sucks because using the Rainmaker, I had a really well-rolled Rainmaker that was just a stat <laughs> stick that, you know, would You're just, just killing everything. Yeah, you just destroy shields in one shot. I mean, it felt fun playing without gun, and now it is less fun. And that sucks because it's like, well, I guess I'll just go back to Thunderbolt of Uvinia because that gun did work before. But now it's like, well, now I'm just playing the way I did, you know, five months ago. And that and that's not fun either. So hopefully if they do have more events, they need to bring out more weapons, just like they did with the first Cataclysm. I mean that's hard to do. You have to make the models. You got to do the sound effects. You got to figure out what it does, how it looks. You, there's concepting. It takes a lot of time, but I mean. So what about instead of nerfing the gun, 
altering the drop rate so that when you do get it, if you get it, it's just like, you know, uber awesome, ultra mega, now I've got the gun kind of thing. Make it like a rarity kind of thing, like a Black Lotus maybe? Um, I think no, one, I, I don't know if you could do that. Could you? No, I think one thing that you could do um, is that you have rotating seasons and you increase power levels of certain weapon types for that season. So if, say, a season is only one month long for this whole month, you know, and they kind of do this with inscriptions, but not all the way. If they want to say like, hey, for this month or for this week, in fact, you know, all sniper rifles have 500% damage. And then the following week, all shotguns have like 2,000% damage. I don't know the last time I've even seen a shotgun out in the wild. You know, there's different things that they can do. Yeah. I don't know if they can do it with the code of the game. You know, maybe in 2.0 they can write that in. I don't. We haven't seen anything like that with Anthem, so I don't know if they can even do it without some serious work on the back end. I'm not sure, but those are some ways that you can increase... The replayability. I mean, Diablo does this with their seasons. They always have these random buffs. And Anthem can... Oh, I guess Anthem can do it with their inscriptions. They can just leave inscriptions on for the entire week for doing normal Maybe, stuff. yeah. I mean, that would be an easy way um, to like, change up your build and have a desire to do something different. Do you yeah. mean inscriptions or inversions? Um, Inversions. Inversions, okay. Because yeah. so inscriptions, inscriptions come with the guns. Yeah, so inversions, they could they could change stuff up, but I don't think they're, they haven't shown that they're willing to do that outside of these events. And that's something that they can or, do, or that do they can. at all times. I mean, they should be able to. Yeah. We can see them do them in these events. Just put it into the base game. It's like, hey, if you're in free play, guess what? We turned an ins- inversion on that gives you double the drop rate of shards or you know, gives you double the reputation, whatever. Gives you bonus huh. damage. Gives you flight time. I mean, there's things that they can do with those inversions. I think maybe they're just testing them out, or maybe that's just not something that they're, they're interested in doing. But it would definitely you change You make it up. sound so easy. You I make don't it know. sound like it's easy to do this. I understand. Yeah. And, I mean, I understand. Yeah. Umbrella Ops, we did talk about the uh, difficulty of the races earlier. So, And we said they're not impossible to do, but a lot of people don't like them. So... Yeah, we talked about that earlier in the show. Sorry, Mike, I cut you off. I it happens. I'm used to it. I'm just word. All right, word, so, word, word. I mean, that's Ice Tide currently as we know it. We're going to get new strongholds next week. Um, next week is Christmas, Ice and then the week after that, I think the week after that is that going to be the New Year? Are we still in? It we, yeah. The next time we record will be on the second of January, the first Thursday of 2020, and I think we are going to have a guest with us. Um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll go back to doing the we're quizzes. Not, I love the quizzes. We're not taking a holiday? Holiday? Who takes a holiday? We're the Freelancer Codex Podcast, the longest running anthem podcast on the internet. And until next time, there's a shape storm <laughs> so, on the horizon. So is that no holiday then? We'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook hey at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex.gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at FreelancerCodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at Patreon.com slash FreelancerCodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at MLamson25, at NeverFear, and at JDTheJokeDealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. What do you see? Is a rock.